Welcome to Kashrus Mag to Kashrus on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine. And tonight's show is a very special one, as all the, all of them are. It's going to be something I think it applies to every single person. And I I got a feeling that you're going to be telling people to to to, to listen to this on the the archives. Um, the way to reach us on the archives is Kashrus Magazine is uh, Kashrus on the Air is located on jrootradio.com and you go to uh, you have to look for Monday and then you look for Kashrus on the Air and then you go straight to the show and uh, usually it's there a couple days after we we run the show and if you have to hear an archive from somewhat way, way back, you'll just check the dates. Unfortunately, it doesn't mention there what the, the shows are about. In my magazine, in Kashrus Magazine, we have a list of every single show uh, what we discussed. So you could always, uh, if you get the magazine, you reference it. A uh, certain show you'd like to hear, go to the archives. You can hear it anytime you want. And with, a little later, I'm going to take some calls. But right now, we're going to get to our topic. I just want to give a quick report. on uh, Our topic tonight is on Chumras. But uh, I, I'd like to discuss a couple things that came up, as usual. And in particular, last week we had a special appeal for a, uh, for a group of young men to enter the field of, of kashrus as mashkichim, to learn how to check insects, uh, check uh, vegetables for insects, and prepare them for sale to us. And uh, we had a very wonderful turnout. I mean, it was amazing. I couldn't believe it myself. We had this just this little announcement on the show. We mentioned there's going to be a uh, a program. And uh, we signed up a lot of people who are now probably already working in the field in a matter of days. It was amazing. Uh, Rabbi Goldstein said to me that, uh, you know, he said, anytime we're going to need this, we're going to have to come to you people because that's, it just, it just, uh, it seems a thousand, a thousand of people listening. But what's more important is that you can see a large segment of, of different kinds of people that whenever we tie into different topic and you see the people come out in droves, it was very, very nice. Uh, it was very rewarding, and I'll give you just an, uh, a little bit to appreciate it. Well, a, a, a gentleman called me up and uh, who has come to this country very recently looking for a job. He had been in Kola all these years. Not a, I don't know how, how young he is. I didn't uh, investigate. Um, probably in his 30s, I hope, uh, maybe, whenever he decides, whenever he decides to go to work. So he's... Um, and, and this was a tremendous opportunity for him. A couple of the other people, uh, one person in particular, you know, is working in Kashrus even, and he doesn't, he's really, I, I should really tell you what he told me, because he tied into something that was said on the show last week. And that gentleman uh, said, but I don't know how to check vegetables, and I want to learn how to do it. So we wanted to get to the expert uh, training. So that's what we did. Uh, that gentleman told me that, because last week we mentioned on the radio that uh, a lot of the uh, kiddishes, no, there's no mashkiach there, there's nobody there at all, they don't want to pay for it, etc. And what he told me is that uh, he is a mashkiach for a very well-known kashvus organization, and he does go to these kiddushim, and he does stay, he tells me sometimes, in the short times and a long time, and he, we discussed a number of his, uh, his hashkachas, were very interesting, and in particular, uh, he said, you know, that, that obviously the, the they require I said, yes, but that's only for 
uh, when the caterer uses the name of the catering service, a lot of times caterers just provide the food, and the and the and the waiters or whoever is serving the food and whatever else is going on over there is is really run by the uh, the host, and he doesn't even know himself that he hired a couple of waiters that could be Jewish, not Jewish, from Trum, not from he doesn't know what he's got, and that's the that's the uh, standard thing that happens in especially in the smaller shuls and even in the stickle the larger shuls sometimes they have a what they call drop off kiddush. Now uh, that was one thing. I wanted just to make make mention also that um, we we have uh, we have some shurim that I'd like to make the, uh, the listeners aware of. On Sunday we're learning Hilchas Brachos. We start at ten o'clock in the morning. It's at thirteen fifty eight East Thirteenth Street between Avenues M and N. 1358 East 13th Street. That's the uh, congregation based Mordechai Reb Mandel's shul. And we learn from 10 o'clock till close to 12. And then we switch over to Mishnah Brewer. Uh, from and the Brihilis Brachos is in Shulchan Aruch and in the Mishnah Brewer. And we bring in a number of others for him and discuss a lot halacha lemaisa. Uh, we came out with a very interesting. Uh, approach this past week, but I can't share it with you because I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to confuse people. But, you know, you're doing a certain thing away a certain way, and that's the way most people are doing it. And we're going to leave it like that. But uh, we go through it very, very thoroughly, and it's a it's a wonderful opportunity if you like you like a Chabura style learning. It's a wonderful opportunity on on Sunday mornings, thirteen fifty eight East Thirteenth Street between M and N, starting at ten o'clock in the morning. And I also give three shiurim on your adaya. There is Sunday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night, and that's at Avrecha Minion, 1114 Avenue O, 1114 Avenue O, uh, between East 12th and Coney Island, and that's 8.30 at night on Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday, three different shiurim, three different groups, and if anyone wants to join any of those programs, you can always give us a ring at the office, and we'll discuss it further. Without further ado, I'm going on to our topic, and the topic is Chumras. I'll tell you how I got here. Oh, I must tell you one more thing. Anybody who's listening now, please think about listening in next week. I'm going to tell you, we, we hope to have, I mean, that preparing it to, it's, it's going to be a pre-recorded show. I mean, the whole show. I'll be live, and you'll be able to ask me questions. But the guest will not be live. The guest will be pre-recorded, Mitz Hashem. We have scheduled to do it tomorrow. I really wish we would have had him alive on today. I begged him to do it, but it wouldn't work out. And uh, next week I begged him to come again, but uh, he'd be out of the country. So <laughs> it's just uh, one of those things. The, I happened to hear this gentleman speak on Sunday, and he was te- speaking about a, a topic that we discuss, and we actually have discussed it a few times but I was discussing it myself, and uh, and and you know maybe listener uh, involvement, but. We didn't ever have somebody who's in the field coming down. And this gentleman knows the story. It's all about the problem of drinking in our society and how it affects Purim. I, haven't, I heard him speak yesterday. It was an amazing delivery. And as I said, he, he, I would have loved to have gotten him down. But I grabbed a hold of him, begged him uh, to, to at least do communicate with us, even if it's going, be, it's going to be pre-recorded. Well, I found out a lot of things yesterday that I never knew, and I think it's going to be very interesting and rewarding for anybody who pays it, who comes to uh, listen next week. And I'm, the reason I'm mentioning this in advance is specifically if there are people that you know that would benefit from listening to that show, 
whether it's young people or, or, or older people, uh, whoever you think might benefit from listening to that show, plan to, to listen in next week at 6 o'clock at this station. Also, uh, you can tell whoever it is to, uh, ch- to check it uh, in the archives or to tune in uh, you know, with, the, with the telephone, the 718-506-9099, 718-506-9099, if they, if they, they come in live. They can hear it uh, while we're speaking, and if not, they can listen to it in an archive. You have to uh, look for Monday, and, the, and it comes to me. I think it's three and a three. You put, I think, if one thing is one for live or something like that, and then it, and then maybe it's two, it's recorded. I don't remember the numbers. And then it's a three and a three, and you end up with me. So that's a, a wonderful uh, opportunity for people next week. But this week, I, I came to Chumrus. Let me tell you what happened. I was thinking of what to talk about. I really didn't realize where this was going when I first look. It, it seems that there was an article that uh, I happen to like very much that was, uh, that was printed in, uh, in a journal. Um, uh, not in a journal, I'm sorry. It was printed from the uh, ACO organization in, as a write-up of their, of their ACO convention. And uh, a gentleman, uh, Rav, I'm not going to give you his name for specific reasons, because I don't want, if, I, if there's anything that, you know, if, if, you, if you don't agree 100%, because he was very strong about what he said, so I, I, I want to leave it open-ended. Uh, the other people that I, but so it ha- I started with that, wanted to steal a little bit of what he, he talked about. He was talking about chumras. Chumras means stringencies. This means goes, going beyond the halacha. You know, it, it's a wonderful thing to go beyond the halacha, but it has a dangerous thing too. And that's what the topic is all about. It's the dangers of chumras. Of course, there's the rewards for chumras as well. But there's a danger in chumras on taking on more than is required because it sometimes backfires on you in many, many, many ways. It could be a social thing, husband or wife. It could be with the kids. That's a very big backfire if it backfires with the kids. It could be a backfire in your own life. It could become a strain. I still remember when I was a young fellow and my Rebbe, was, I got smicha from Tuvia Goldstein, Eima Kalacha, and I, I was talking with him. I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it was that I was a Shiloh about whether somebody had a fast on a, on a tanis. Anyway, he said to me, Rabbi Yosef, he said, don't be macabre the, to get the fast for your father's yard side, your mother's yard side. I said, why not? So he said, because you'll get older and it'll be hard. Don't take it on. I, that was an insight to me, not just about the, of course, his concern about me was very nice, but the, the, but the insight was that when you take on a chumrah, you have to think, how will it be 30 years from now? Because when you take a chumrah on, when you just take a stringency, you're sort of like, it's like a neder. And you, I mean, let's not get into the halachic aspect of neder yet, but it, it, it's, it's a very strong commitment. And uh, you, it and ends up, will you want to be able to drag this through life? Will you be able to do it so easily? Will it affect you socially or with the kids or anything? Um, there's a lot of issues there when we when we uh, look at these things. And 
we first we should define chumras. I don't think we have a perfect definition, but let's just say what is not commonly accepted as the din, as the required halacha, as the required uh, requirement of the Torah of what I must do. If it's if I if there are different opinions, and I decided to take this opinion lechumra because I think it's a very serious opinion, or I'm very concerned about this topic, or I I understand that some people who are very uh, serious about tolachos, try to follow that as well. So I, I, I you know, I wanted to go that way. You know, I, it, what, what is it? Is it the, is it a minig or whatever? I still remember Ramosha's chuba, the famous chuba from Ramosha Feinstein's Atzal, discussing what is uh, the seventy, what is the uh, required time for tzeisach kachavim. For all the things that are involved, there's uh, all the Doraises, uh, Kriyashma, Shabbos, all these things, what is the requirement? So Moshe Feinstein came up with an idea that there's 50 minutes in America. Uh, this time, nothing gets darker than, than when it's as dark as 50 minutes. There are shorter uh, people have uh, earlier Zmanim, but he had 50 minutes after Shkia, after sunset. That was That's what he considered to be the maximum. He said, however, when Shabbos, come, when Shabbos is over, for, for me, for Shabbos to be over, I wait 72 minutes. Even though he just made a whole tshuva that you don't have to, he said, that's my minig. So a person could take on something that he's convinced is not necessary, but he's being machmir. There's a, there maybe maybe uh, somehow it's, it applies to us. Maybe, yes, maybe there's something out there. Obviously, if he thought it was uh, required, he would say that, uh, you know, 72 minutes, that, that's what I do. He didn't say that. He said 50 minutes. He said, but some people wait 72, and, and that's my minute also. That's what I'm no hey. So obviously, uh, that's a chumrah. That now you have a little bit of a taste of what a chumrah is, and what this can do to us in a positive way, in a negative way, is amazing. We have bali tshuva. Bali Tshuva come to me and they say, you know, Rabbi Wickler, I, I take all the chumras. You know what? Because I don't know anything for sure. So for me, it's best to take all the chumras. Which is not the way we're supposed to go. The right way is, let's learn something. Let's learn it well. Let's go from A to Z. And let's understand, we have a rabbi. It's the rabbi. Rabbi, what should I do? You know, and the rabbi has not going to say, I do this, because that's, you just learned that that's not the way to go. You ask the rabbi what to do, what is the halacha, and what should I do? It's, and then I heard this thing, people, some people are being machmir. Should I take that on? You ask the rabbi. You know, ask somebody. Don't, don't just make up the idea, I'm, an, I'm, I'm uh, a Baal Tshuva, therefore I have to take on all the chumras. If you would see what all the chumras are, you would go meshuga. Because uh, as halacha was developed, tremendous people, I, I, there's a, there's a Taisvis in, in Hulin that lists a who's who of Judaism from the time of the Mishnah and the Gemara and Rishonim. And it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic tshuva, very large one, talking about whether min bemino is bottle, whether something it can be nullified in something that's similar. In other words, if it's the same type of food, could it ever be nullified? Because it just doesn't knock it out. It's just like 
keeping the taste going. So how could it ever knock it out, even if it's large quantities? So that's a question that was in the Gemara, and uh, the Rishonim dealt with it, and we are lenient on that. We go with the number of 60 to 1 at maximum. That's how we work. Even though there's definitely uh, a, a tremendous number of opinions not that way. But, but that's how everybody does. I don't think you're going to find people who, who are machmir in min bimino not being bottled. I don't think it's, it's done today at all. I don't know if there's even one person doing that. You could, but it's endless. If you wanted to be machmir, we could make a situation where you would be busy all day and never get to, to, to work and never get to yeshiva because there'd be so many things you have to do or you want to try to be yotze. Look at all the, all the tefillahs. Just look at the piles of tefillahs that people gave us over the course of the year. You know, these are special segulas for this and this is something for there. You'd never get to even finish your davening. It's, it, it, so it, it, it isn't meant for a person to grasp everything and all take it all in and not to do it and not to limit. You're supposed to follow what the halach is. And if you want to add on some things, fine, but you have to realize the implications. A, it shouldn't hurt anybody else. B, it shouldn't hurt you. You have to realize the future. It may, what's going to happen 30 years from now? You know, people come to me, I love this. They say, Rabbi Wickler, is there still a problem with raisins? Is there still a problem with this? Is there still a problem with the water? Is there... <laughs> You don't get it. If you took it on, unless we happen to find some, you mean again? This year also? No, no, no. It's a problem. It's a problem. We may be able to create a new kind of raisin that it doesn't have any insects. We'll keep all those insects out. We'll be able to find somebody who wants to raise them and protect the uh, the growth of these so that, n- that there won't be any possibility of any of the bugs getting in there. It's, it's, it's humanly possible that it'll happen, but I don't know if it'll ever happen because this is nature. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the nature of these things in our time this way. What about previous generations was not the nature. It's the nature now a certain way. And uh, it could change. It could get a little better, it could get a little worse. But it's, not, but it's the nature. It's not going to change. So when a person takes that on, if they say, let's say, with the water is a simple example, Rabbi Belsky Zatzal was makel on the water, and other people were machmir. And, and, and if you decide you want to be machmir in the water, don't think, I, is it still going on? It's going to go on. Hashem made cobra pods. They're going to be there. And, and, the United, and the New York City decided it's too expensive and we don't need to filter the water. That's it. New York City made the decision. It's billions of dollars or, 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 or how many hundreds of millions is going to be or billions of dollars until they could, for them to do something. If they want to, they can. Do they want to? No. So it, it can't change. And people are always doing that. And they're taking, they take it on for a few weeks or a year or something. This is hard to do. Well, wake up. If you want to be machmir, be machmir. If you feel it's a concern, fine. You want to be makel, be makel. But, you know, speak to your rub, think it out, realize the implications, and realize it might be a long term and maybe the rest of your life. All right, that's a little bit of an idea. And I'm going to bring you a couple of things. So I started off with this. i got to share with you, but I didn't even get to anything yet. Sorry. This, I have a pack of papers here. Uh, I'm not printing it, but I have a pack of papers. I might, I might take some of them up again when it gets closer to Pesach because some of them talk about the preparations for Pesach. But anyway, here's uh, this gentleman, this rabbi, who was in, it's printed in the ACO um, journal for the, uh, for the ACO convention. 
He said like this, the Gemara tells us in Marcus that Hashem gave us, he, loved Hashem, he loves Klai Yisrael, he loves the Jewish people, and he gave us a lot of mitzvahs. He gave us 613 mitzvahs. So the question comes up, why didn't he give us 1,000 mitzvahs? Or, or better yet, 5,000 mitzvahs. So Chassam Sofer says that a person cannot fulfill more than 613 mitzvahs. So if we had more, more of it, more mitzvahs than that, that it, would, it would come at the expense of the, of the regu- original thir- 613. Because it, 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 it can't be that you're going to do everything fully if you keep adding on beyond, you know, beyond what the limits were that, that, that the halacha requires. So there's the danger, the Chassam Sofa says. So even though we earn zechusim when we go past there, um, but it, all we need is, to, is the 613 mitzvahs. So, he's, so he, they, he wanted to say from here, from the Sam Soifer, that a person should be careful when he chooses to do more than is required. Sometimes the poskim say that someone who follows a certain strict practice will get a bracha. Tavo alav bracha. Chazal are telling us that, uh, yeah, tavo alav bracha, but you have to realize that you know, it's because he, did, he chose to do this mitzvah, which is very, very important, this extra thing, which is very important, Tavo Labrach, he'll get an extra blessing for it, meaning that it will not disrupt his performance of the regular 613 mitzvahs. It won't take him away from his, his basic responsibilities in life that Hashem already gave him without his chumr being added on. We, so that's a decision Chazal made. But the implication is that sometimes it's too much. And you can imagine people that are that are spending hours davening. Of course, davening is important. Of course, in the time of the Hasidim, Rishonim did it. But you don't see Gedolei Yisrael. I mean, maybe there's a few Hasidim who Hasidim Rebbe's or something. Maybe they take hours. I don't know. But the, but the, all our Rosh Hashivas that I ever saw, anyone that I ever saw, the Gedolei Yisrael from from my world, the, the, the Yeshiva world, I have never saw anybody take hours. To daven, except on, to be Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, but I never saw anybody take hours to daven. Yes, I've seen long davenings. I've seen very long davenings. I know what I know how they daven in uh, in in, in Amunis Israel. I know what long davenings are. I understand all that, but there's still a limit. It's a very it's a still within the ga- the gather of normalcy. But if a person, you know, froms out and adds on tremendous amount of work, I, you know, and, and can he keep it up? Is it going to bring him down? You got to be careful. Yes, it's wonderful. The Gemara says, Halavai, a person davened the whole day. That's true. It'd be wonderful. But still, in all, you've got to be use, use a little cycle when you take some things on. Now, there's a story with Rav Kolevsky. Rabbi Kolevsky said that Yaakov Avinu had two sisters, married two sisters. Now, how could you marry two sisters? It's also to marry... Oh, it's before Matan Torah, before the Torah was given. But even before the Torah was given, Avram Avinu kept uh, the mitzvahs. Yitzchak did. Yaakov also should be keeping the mitzvahs. But here, this is what Rabbi Kolevsky said, that, that, that keeping the mitzvahs before the Torah was given was called like midas chasidus. It was like a chumrah. It was like an extra chumrah. And Yaakov Avinu said to himself, he wants to violate this Midas Chasidus of taking two wives to avoid causing pain to Rachel for her whole life. So we see right there a very interesting 
pshat, very interesting understanding, that you have to think that the, the churma you take, how does it affect the woman or man in your life? How does it affect the children in the home? This is the first thing you should be thinking about in, instead of saying it's a nice thing, I'm going to grab it, I see people doing it, da 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 First think, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Uh, does it mean I'm not going to be eat any relatives? My wife's side? Or even on my side? Is that what's going to happen here? Um, that's a maybe. Well, are you ready for that? Uh, are you going to go there and sit there and, and not eat certain things? You know, is, can you handle that? These are these are things that a person has to think out. Um, it, 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 if you, if it, one of the big problems that people who are bali tshuva have, but it's a, it doesn't have to be bali tshuva, but just anybody's not married. What do you do for Shabbos? You want to go to somebody's house. Well, if you have all these humrus, can you handle eating out? It's going to drive somebody crazy, you or them, or both. And uh, you might lose a lot of invitations, or else they're going to think of you as very strange. We had a beautiful article by a gentleman who, I love him, he's a Talmud of mine, and he, uh, he, he wrote the story about visiting two different houses with completely different sets of values and he's trying to satisfy both of them. Oh yes, sure, that's why, that's why I hold that way. Yes, I 100%. It was about the Eruv in, Bor- in Borough Park. Oh yes, yeah, I hold from the Eruv. No, no, yeah. And then the other one, no, 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 of course I don't. And he was stuck in the middle and, he, and he's trying to go to these different houses. It was disgusting how it was a riot because it's very hard to, to balance it. If you want to take on Hummus, that's why you need a Rav. The Rav has to tell you Maybe you do the Chumrah, but for Shabbos, you go into people's houses, they're Yireyim, Bishleimim, they have Rabbonim, you don't have to make them crazy, you don't have to make yourself crazy, etc. These are things that you have to talk out with somebody who, under, who knows you well. Uh, Rabbi Herschel Schachter said the following, A Chumrah is like jewelry. A woman wears jewelry. It's a wonderful thing, but she has to be properly dressed with it, not she can't be wearing slacks and this and that. Don't mean anything, you know. She's not dressed but covered. The jewelry isn't the jewelry is an add on is a is a beauty that's added on to finish the person to give a certain uh, appearance. But the person has to be properly dressed for the jewelry. So a person takes grabs on chumras. They have to know if they're really ready for it. I don't want to go on to that whole Dvar Torah there. I just want to share with you a couple more points, and then I'm going to stop. The big problem comes up with Pesach. And everybody, I saw so many people talk about this. Actually, it's imprinted in my magazine too. But I'm not quoting the magazine now. There's a beautiful piece from Rabbi Moshe Taub. It was printed in the Ami magazine and on his website in Young Israel of uh, Buffalo. And it's uh, on his website for the Buffalo Vatikashris. A beautiful piece describing it, uh, the limits of it. And I, I, I want to take, there's a famous story which... Is, is quoted, and it's um, very, very interesting. I've, I see almost everybody quotes the same story. It seems that uh, Rav Pinchas of Koritz had a, a student, who, uh, he, uh, he called on him to come to the Suda. He didn't show up. So they explained to the Rebbe that this Talmud wouldn't go to the Suda by the Rebbe's, had the Rebbe's house, because he's machmir, he won't eat out. He won't come to the Rebbe's house, even in the home of his Rebbe. Rapinchas responded, Tell him that in his water basin there's chametz. The students went and they checked it out, and yes, there was chametz in his water basin. They asked, How could you possibly know it? 
So the answer is, he said, in truth, it's impossible to remove, <coughs> excuse me, it's impossible to remove any chance of finding chametz in one's home. We're not malachim, you know, we're not angels, rather because we rely on halacha and its rulings for how you clean a house and how you monitor the chametz that, that therefore Hashem protects us. But this man felt that the halacha is not good enough. So, <clears throat> so he, has, he made his own rules about cleaning and selling and checking, and nobody seems to be good enough for him. So then if he's relying on his own ability, that he didn't give over to the, the chokmas atayra, so Hashem didn't protect him. <clears throat> That's a very famous story. It seems they all quoted. There's a, a slew of other things here. I'm not, I, don't have, I don't have time to do it today. But we're just going to end off with a piece from Chaim Morgenstern, Rabbi Chaim Morgenstern from Eretz Israel, a good friend of mine who uh, I've had a connection with for many years. He's a speaker and a writer, wonderful gentleman, teaches in the seminaries in Eretz Israel. And this is what he said. He said, you've got to, and he quotes from Chaim Pinchas Scheinberg. It's, it's in a sefer called Mesilas Chaim Bechinuch. Mat Chaim Pinchas Scheinberg. Mesilas Chaim Bechinuch. Page 67. And, um, and the, the Scheinberg had said that, and it was quoted over there. <clears throat> the tension caused by adding hummus and unnecessary cleaning can easily cause parents to become irritable and angry at their children, increasing the potential for them to over-discipline their children unnecessarily and to transgress the evaris of kas, anger, and onas devarim, causing people to feel bad, hurting another with words. So this is what we are coming, and, and coming into Pesach with chumras that don't exist at all in any safer. And that nobody ever, ever had to do. And you took it on personally. And now you come in and, you, and you're fetching. And you're fetching. You're fetching. It's schwer. Moshe Feinstein said, that's what ruined the last generation. The previous generation before them said, schwer zu sein Yid. We have to say it's gewaltig to be a Yid. We have to have a simcha sachayim preparing for Pesach. All the mitzvahs should be done with a simcha. And that even the chumrah should be done with a simcha, but not with a <coughs> brazenness and not with a, a, an antagonistic looking down, uh, a look to other people to look down on them if they don't do what we do. That's a little bit about, about the chumrah. So I see I, I used up my voice. <coughs> Excuse me. Now I'm going to just uh, ask anybody who wants to call in now. We'll try to answer your questions. Um, you can call us at 718-683-5858, and you could text us at 347-927-8398. Again, the call number, 718-683-5858, or the text, 347-927-8398 for any questions. Just one minute, please. <clears throat> I'm going to now uh, say a word about our sponsor. When you think of Glotmar, conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M, you should think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmar. At Glotmar, you'll save time by using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glotmar from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all those special items that you've purchased in the store. Let me give you a few items that are on sale now. 
and a few items are going to be on sale on Wednesday. Right now, if you go to the store, you can get... Now, this is a 40-pound order. Whole rib cut to order, approximately 40 pounds. This is what it costs. A regular cut, six fifty a pound. <coughs> aged, seven fifty a pound. Prime aged, eight fifty a pound. First cut brisket, eleven ninety nine. Family pack fillet steak, nine ninety nine. Naval flank strips, six ninety nine a pound. And that's a few of the items that are on sale now. And starting on uh, Wednesday. These are some of the sale items you can find. Oberlander's Hamantash in 7 ounce, one ninety nine. Proplast Vinyl Gloves, 100 count, one ninety nine. Um, Lieber's Snack Size Potato Chips, 5 for a dollar. Pashka's Mint Rounds, 5 ounce, one seventy nine. And the Gladmar, the quality beans is A1. With kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatikasha Flatbush with Basiosic Meats, and with expert Nikor at Glotmart, you're getting quality kashras. Glotmart is at 1205 Avenue M. Meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glotmart, tell them you heard about Glotmart on Kashras on the Air over J Root Radio. And now, if there are any callers, no callers yet? Yes, okay. yes we have oh, callers. But, uh, but uh, let me just make you the calling numbers again. You can reach us now. Talk about anything. doesn't have to be about anything we said tonight or anything recently. You can call 718-683-5858, and you can text us at 347-927-8398. Go ahead, Nisim. Okay, so, okay, about the, it's very funny and uh, very sad that many times as a ballet becoming like a um, chief rabbi, you know, more makpidim than a rabbi. And unfortunately, we see it, uh, especially with ladies that don't understand, you know, just... And you see that uh, what you say in the Gemara, all the makpid be beto sofoshi yachlu yachlu trefa. And true. unfortunately, this yeah. is something that's very important to all of us to get it. Wow! I just we just lost all the colors that we had. Wow! <laughs> okay. And this I can't see this either because okay, yeah, this will be fixed over here. Let me just, uh, so let me let me tell the callers to call back at. Three seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight, and you could text us. We have to. I have to get it straightened out here. You straighten it out for me. It got got messed up a little bit. Three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. Go ahead. You're on Kashrus on the air. Can I help you? You're on the air. Hello. Yes, you're on the air. This is Rabbi Wickley. You're on the air. Go ahead. First, I want to say everybody listening, they should give a of course, it's J Root Radio. They have done an enormous service. Never before in history the Jewish people have we had this kind of where we have assisted people like Rabbi Wickler that <laughs> all the attention information that we need. And I might shop at Glotmark and I can service ask Jeff and Joseph that they're the service. Secondly, I would like to Say that Rabbi Miller's yurt coming up would like to do something for it. I'm a Talmud of Rabbi Victor Miller. Anybody that puts out tapes or or flyers or anything, they should get in contact with him. We want to do something for the Rebbe. Third, I have a question. I have a in the Marines. He's based with the Marines. He's not yet. He's interested. He wants what to do to make himself more in the kosher sense. What kind of Thing should he do 
they do provide fat meals, but what can he personally do to himself a better yid? So he's not ready to make stuff, but he wants little. Well, it was very hard to hear you because of your phone, but let me just try to respond. Uh, thank you for the uh, for your for your appreciation of the of the show and of the of the station. We 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 think it is a, an amazing station, and Baruch Hashem, we have this chutz to be here five years. As far as the uh, the gentleman who's uh, who, who you're talking about, he he's has is he committed that he wants to do something, or he just just he's just uh, interested I, I in learning? I can tell you that there are several Marines on different levels. You could speak to whatever you want. Some are ready to go as much as they can, and some are going to make a little jump. Well, jump you see, the point jump. is like this. It's very hard for somebody to understand. The, it's, a, it's a very big thing to become kosher. Most people, when they become kosher, they slide back. It goes back and forth and back and forth until they can make a full commitment. And, and there's the reasons for this. Because to really become kosher means to change your whole life. Really change your whole life. You can't eat in the places you ate before. You can't eat the foods you ate before. You can't eat in the way you ate them before. You can't eat with the people you ate before. You can't uh, afford the, the money that sometimes the, the kosher costs. It's, it's, it's usually an upcharge. You, you have to really be ready when you come become kosher. To us... You know, it's 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 uh, we, how we were brought up, and we don't think twice about it. But those people who have to go through it, they really know that there's a challenge here. I've spoken with many of them, and they tell me they're sliding back and forth. And what has to be is so they have. A little step they okay, let, a little let me step let me try to give it my way. Off. Let me what try should to. I do for I know there's the famous story of the guy with his shoelaces, and he ended up surviving a helicopter right. crash. Right, right. You know, there, there's 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 no question. Uh, whatever you do, it's it's a good it's a good uh, step. What I tell would tell somebody is, first of all, uh, some some people say that kosher is first. I think Ramosha Feinstein said kosher comes even before Shabbos, because you can't eat treif and and and, and produce. And the, the shum is not going to produce if you ever Jew is eating treif. So you, you do try to separate from treif. So whatever he could do, tell him to uh, to to stop using. Uh, non-kosher uh, t- uh, meats. If he can stop that, that's a big, 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 big one. If he can, if he can, if he can separate his his, his dairy and his meat, uh, those two things, and be very vague about it. Because the more specifics you give him, the harder it is for him to do it, and he has to go by small steps, and he's gonna slide back probably too. The thing that keeps them eating milk are the first two things. Yeah, the the thing that keeps people online is not kashrus; it's the simcha sachayim of a Jew. The Jew lives a superior, the Orthodox Jew, observant Jew, uh, lives a beautiful life, and it it it, that's what what traps everybody, and they know that you have to be kosher to be a kosher Jew. To have to have the Shabbos, etc., you can't serve uh, non-kosher food for, for Shabbos and non-kosher cholent, etc. It doesn't work. So they know they have to go into the kosher area. 
but they may put off the kashering of the foods, the separation of the of the of the plates. That this they're going to push it off for as far as they can get away with it for, because of the difficulties involved. But if they get, they got to have always the simcha sachayim. They have to see that Judaism is unbelievable. That's with the drawer. Uh, but that's the carrot. But they have to also do something because if you don't do anything, then you're really not a player. It, to come and hear beautiful speeches and sing zmiras and, and enjoy a lovely meal, it it's really walk. You, you, you're coming. I know somebody who comes every, almost every single Shabbos to, from houses and they're not Shomer Shabbos whatsoever. And this is for years and years and years. So they, if you don't make a commitment, and then the kosher is, the easy, is an easy way to do it, it's just that uh, you have to be able to make a little bit of leap. But to expect that people will really become... 100% kosher in a week is is not uh, realistic. So they should find a comfort zone and take one step out. I also want to thank you very much. I can, I'm going to plug your class. The class unbelievable. People should try and attend at least once so they can get a taste of it. Well, if they, if they attend, if they attend on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, they'll hear you. <laughs> because, we, because you're one of the best participants that we have, Baruch Hashem. Thank you very much for calling in. You have the best rabbi. So what's <laughs> Thank you. Okay, you have. Oh my goodness, there's too many things going on here. Once, okay, what? You are on couch on the air. Can I help you? Yes. Hello. Yes. Go ahead, please. Yes. Um, I wanted to comment on your opening statement about chumers, and particularly about the advice you were given uh, not to fast after on the Yom Misa of a father or mother. Well, I think you should reconsider. First of all, I have the Ramah in front of me. And the Ramah doesn't say, Kalamachman. The Ramah says, Mitzvah lehisanos yom shemesbo avivoimo. Now, to choose this and say that the reason not to fast is because you don't know what you'll be when you're older, the Ramah never should have put this in because the same consideration was in the time of Ramah. So why would he put it in if he says, I'll think about it later? So I think that there's a, I have a big concern on your basically advising people through somebody else's point that they should not fast. No, I didn't advise anybody of anything. I had a... I did not give a suggestion. I gave you the name of the rabbi, Rabbi Tuvia Goldstein, the Rosh Hashiv from Emek Halacha, who was a, a, a Talmud Chacham. A, 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 everybody who uh, attended his shiurim, or who went to the yeshiva, that knows who, the quality of the man. It, it, you don't have to follow him. You don't have to change what you're doing. I'm not advising anybody not to fast on the on the on the sites. I'm not advising that. I didn't make advice. I said that he told me that he suggested that I don't take it on. It was a suggestion. Now, well, obviously, he understood. Perhaps it was just for you only, but to make this a general statement when the Ramah says mitzvah mehisanos. Okay, mitzvah. It, it, he doesn't right. say it's a Right. Uh, so mitzvah is he not. may have just intended it right. just for you. We, we have to, we have to. Uh, obviously, Rav Tuvio Goldstein also knew the Ramah. And uh, his all shiur and one yard day. Well, on sorry, on on Shulchan Aruch, he. he uh, I assume, I can't put words in his mouth, he's not living anymore, but I assume that he meant, he felt that mitzvah meant that it wasn't a requirement. 
Mitzvah usually means not a requirement. Chayva or or chayav or, or, or something of that nature, where mitzvah is a little more gentle term. Whether it whether it opens up what he said or not, obviously different rabbanim can paskin differently. I thank you very much for well, your I'm, point. I'm asking you one question: Did he put this into his form of halacha to say that people should consider? Not fasting. Did he put this in his forum or just an individual to you? I guess that he told it to everybody because there was no reason. I was well and healthy. There's no reason for me not to be, to be different than somebody else. So I, I, I assume that was his position. Now, obviously, other people may feel differently. I accept that and I appreciate your calling. And thank you very much. Okay. okay? Take care. Night. But that doesn't change the fact that we people should think about what they're getting into in life, okay? Whether it applies in this case or similar cases. Okay, uh, another uh, call? I want to say that oh. always said, you know, yeah. just to give it always the, the, the option to be a machmir. But again, and many times he said, machmir has also come from the, the word chamor. No, you know, we, we're doing that. Unfortunately, that we see it so many times that Mahmir from this direction and the other one is total, total out of it. Um, how many times people come to your house, to your house, and telling you what to do with all the respect and uh, there's the guest, and this is something that especially that I don't accept it, you know. Okay, so you're going to go to the, the text? Uh, no, no. What? I'm going to listen to the speaker. Anybody online? No, okay, so if you, anyone wants to call, it's 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Somebody asked here, is it any permissible way to use lemon rind or orange rind? Absolutely, all you have to know is know what a scale is. If you don't know what a scale is, I don't mean the thing to stand on, I mean the, if, you could, if you can identify the scale insect, then you have no problem. If you... you it, I, I know people get upset when I mention going online. If you don't want to do that, then you could have to read a book. So there's a, a, a book put out by, Rabbi, I mention it here all the time, Rabbi Vaya, Rabbi Moshe Vaya Sefer, Bedikas um, Hamazon, it's in English. The pictures are definitely in English. And you could look and see exactly what it looks like or any book you could find where it describes or if you do go online, you'll see, you'll see videos uh, which show on a lemon You'll see the uh, you'll see the whole, you'll actually see these scales and what's inside the scale and the and you 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 get a feel for identifying it and it, you'll be able to identify it on things like um, they're on uh, blueberries they're on uh, a, a whole slew of things have scale it's a it's a actual insect that covers itself over and is uh, in, 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 and it's like um, it looks like a scale that you pull off, but you have to be able to see it and, and understand it. And if you did that, then the, if the lemon doesn't have any scale, or if you scrape off a little bit on the outside, then you should be able to use the, the rinds. There's no reason why not. Nothing to, nothing to do with any bugs except for that scale. Okay? Uh, callers? No callers. Okay, so let me go through some of these texts. A little bit hard for me to navigate the system here. <laughs> I'll get it someday. Okay. Um, oops. We went too fast. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
I'm having difficulty uh, navigating this a little bit. Oh, here we are. Somebody's asking about... Uh, oh, okay. Question about shadles. I don't think we're really going to go... It's Chloe moved out again. Uh, I, I, you have to call if you want. Otherwise, I'm going to go back to some of, this, of the topics that I have over here. So it's uh, 718-683-5858. When you have, if you can call us, we are open for any, any uh, questions that you have. I'm looking at a package over here. I think I mentioned it once, but it's, it, to me it's amazing. And it's the kind of thing that most of our people don't understand. So I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm looking at. The package is for, uh, it looks to me like romaine lettuce. It says, Yarok Mehakafar. That's the name of the company. It's an Israeli company. And, the, and people obviously got it here. That's why I got it here. It's, it's called Yarok Mehakafar. That's the name of the company. And it says, Mahadrin Lelocharakim. It means it doesn't have any insects in it. That's what he's telling you. And yet, and how many hashkachas? So I see here uh, two hashkachas on this side. None here, I see three hashkachas. So I didn't check if they're the same ones or not, but I think it is all five. I think it's five hashkachas. Very, very nice hashkachas. And all of them, this is for Pesach, by the way. Lettuce for kosher for Pesach. So in the back, now you see all the writing is in Hebrew, naturally. And then in the back it says, lettuce kosher for Pesach. And then it says in Hebrew, you don't have to check it once you wash it. And then there's three steps in the washing. Separate the leaves, soak in soapy water, rinse well under running water. So if there's no um, insects, so what are we doing with this washing? If you're telling me it's got, they use the insecticides, so maybe that's the reason. Fine, but it doesn't seem that that's the reason, because he seems to say, You don't have to check if you'd wash it the way we told you, but means that without washing it, you'd have to check it, even though the, right on the bag it says, that there's no insects in here. So obviously what they're telling you is, there's a certain amount of, that they could do in the field, a certain amount they can do in their preparations, but there still is something required afterwards. Some, most of the companies in the United States that I know, I don't think any company in the United States, by the way, that I know, asks you to check anything, wash anything after, before you use it. I mean, you might want to wash it, but they don't require washing in soapy water and uh, high, you know, high-powered uh, wash. They don't do that at all. So obviously, what we're t- telling you is you've got to read the packaging well, and you have to realize that it is no real 100% guarantee. Baruch Hashem, uh, if, if we're able to, you know, we can, we can avoid it, but we, it is our responsibility to avoid the insects. So now uh, we have a couple of calls. Okay, you got, you got, you're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Yes. Okay. I have a very interesting question. I wanted to know, is there a way of getting, um, like, cautious updates, like emails, if there's something, like, new? Can I sign up there, anything like that? Okay, so let, let me give you an idea of what, what things are out there. Uh, all the cautious agencies have websites. The Do I follow o- you? What? Do I follow you? Excuse me? 
Do you have like a way like of saying uh, uh, let, 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 I'm, let me give you a, I'm answering your question. So don't worry. You're going to get yourself what you want. No, 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 apologize. I'm just saying I want to tell you the, all the information. Uh. The, the, the cautious agencies all have websites. OU, OK, KOFK, STAR-K. And then there are people who collect the information, myself included, from uh, you have uh, in Chicago and you have in uh, Detroit and you have uh, kashwut.com on the, on the website. That's not me, kashwut.com with a T at the end. And, uh, and they're gathering this. And there's a fellow rabbi, Eilitz, in, in California. And maybe there's dozens of others, but those are the most well-known. But what we do is a step further. We don't take the information that, that's been going around. We go back to the source and discuss it with the Kashmir's agency. And we uh, you know, do not always agree with where, the way they come out with their wording, and we change the wording. And we discuss the things back and forth, and then we decide whatever we want to do. So we don't function as a press release we function as a uh, in, in independent research. In addition, we come up with many of the things that are going on in the field. That we're the we're the ones who ca- who got it. Either somebody came to us, or we f- f- figured it out ourselves. I had a situation today where one of the national conscious organizations were trying to get approval for uh, printing our Pesach issue, which is going to press in two days. I know it sounds early, but we have to get it back before Purim get it in people's hands so they can shop. So uh-huh. the, so we, we went to the Pekashas agency and they said, don't print this. We don't know it's true. So I said to them, not only did I, I came to somebody in your office, though unfortunately she passed away. So I came to somebody in your office and we gave the information and she said, we can't do anything about it. That it's, it's true. And, now, and we printed it once already and now you're telling me we can't print it. So I know I'm not listening to that. Because I know the facts, and I gave them the, the website where it appears with their symbol on it. It's an unauthorized use of their symbol, and nobody else has this. So that's something that came from me. So we have a monthly update. It's called Kashrus Monthly. And okay, so far, and nobody ha- says we have a Kashrus Magazine and Kashrus Monthly. And we have a website, kashrusmagazine.com and bugfreekosher.com. But we don't, we don't uh, do a daily uh, thing and an app and this and that because there's no way for us to, to keep up with that. We just can't do it. That's too, uh-huh. too fast-paced for us. And uh, maybe somebody will do it. Hopefully they'll do it accurately. But we do it in the slow process of, of getting confirmation uh, on, on every single thing that we print. Okay, but you're doing something totally different that I'm asking. You're actually verifying, and you're giving us much more detailed. I, I don't even mind getting an email, uh, just a fact. This is what this and this man is saying is an issue. You know, quote, and I'll decide, you know, if it's something that I should really look up and listen and, and do my own research. <laughs> well, so, so, I, so somebody, will, somebody will have to do that for you, but I don't, I, that's not where I'm going. No one does that. That's, no, as, no. as far as I know, that's not done. But I told you that... The uh, Star K, right. well, uh, not not the Star K, the the, um, the CRC in Chicago right. and the Detroit uh, uh, organization called the COR in Detroit, COR in Detroit there Council of Rabbis and uh, Rabbi Eidlitz from uh, Los Angeles, they do send out uh, once a month or once every two months also a thing. It costs nothing. I mean, I charge. They don't charge, and uh, there's a. Uh, Another, on uh, Kashwit.com, 
will put you on their mailing list and tell you every time that a new thing is posted. And they put it up very quickly from the OU or the OK or whatever it is. But the only thing is that they don't research anything and uh, you get whatever went in and it never changes. So that's, I know, but that has a mile or two. Because my so you can get it, kashwit.com. That's, that's, the, yeah. uh, that's the, uh, the fastest uh, turnaround. It's just so interesting because it's a new world out there, and everything works so, you know, news you get so quickly, every Nashkite you get so fast. And something that's captured is an update. I, is a yeah, but I, I would rather get it. I would rather know I got accurate than fast. Thank you very much for the call. Take care. Okay, another caller? No more calls. Okay. So I'm going to go back to uh, the topic that we were discussing, and and that was about the chumras. Um, there's, there's another, I mean, I, obviously the biggest concern is what does it do to everybody else in the family? I mentioned, I think maybe I mentioned on the air, that uh, this was an area that I was very concerned about because I'm so close to the Kasha's field that it's, it, it, you have to pick up certain things. You have to pick up and you have to start doing certain things. And not everybody else is doing it. There are things that I do that I tell people, I don't tell people on the radios to do. And I, uh, I don't write it in my magazine. And I'm doing that. So you have to know, how's it going to affect everybody? This was a very important question to my, in my life. And I relied on my rabbi, who was Rav Asher Zim in Zatzal, my rabbi for 30 years. And as I told you, you have to go to your Rav. And he would say to us, Rabbi Yosef, you're going to a family you're going this you have to decide how far you want to limit yourself. You don't have to limit yourself going to family the same way you are in the house. And when you go to out to eat someplace, if you go out to eat, so you might decide to be machmir on this or that because you have the choice. But when you go to somebody else's house or somebody else's simcha, you have to decide, you have to make a basic decision what you're going to be machpin on. You maybe mark on the shritas, you mark on Chal Yisrael, you mark on certain things you, you're going to have that you're going to hold from. And the rest of it you have to look past because it's family and you have to go there. And that's how we dealt with it. And the kids, we raised a, a family, Baruch Hashem, and we didn't make them nervous. We didn't say that you can't go to anybody's house, you can't go any. this is also, that's also. No, we tried as much as possible not to limit them. So, for example, they they, they would they would they would, the kids were giving out candies in class, you know, when the teacher and the kids were sharing uh, doing snacks time, is a big question, and we had a very strict standard in the house, but where Hashem in those years, uh, Breuer's put out a list, and the list had some of the more Hamish brands and some of the more. Uh, you know, American brands. And they mixed them together and they researched them and they gave you a list. And that was a list. I said, this is a list for outside the house. In the house, you're going to bring in only what I tell, allow in the house. But outside, this is what you could do. This is what you could do. And they had the list. And it worked. And today, today, my grandchildren called me up and asked me, Zadie, do we eat this? I said, ask your mother, your father. They said, no, but they asked, told me to ask you. <laughs> okay. Little, you know, little six, seven, eight-year-old kids calling me up. You know, Zadie, do we eat this? So I ask them whatever. I find out whatever it is. And of course, I, 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 there's no list anymore that I'm relying on. I'm relying on my own knowledge of the field. And most times I'm able to get them to eat it, even though uh, maybe in the house. 
Mother and father might be a little more machmir, but uh, they know Zaidi is, is a soft touch when it comes to this. He understands what a kid is all about, and that's how you have to do it. And if you don't understand that, then you're not being machmir, you're, you're, being, you're being brutal. You have to be able to understand the wife and the children. Otherwise, you're being brutal, okay? So anybody wants to can join us on Sundays at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, 1358 East 13th Street, between every MNN to learn Hilchas Brachas, or Sunday night, Wednesday night, or Thursday night at uh, 1114 Avenue O, Avrecha uh, Minion, to learn Yeridea, or you can meet us on the phone at 718-336-8544 to ask your Kashvis questions or to order Kashvis magazine, especially for the, to get the uh, J-Root special and especially to get the Pesach issue, which is coming out this week. Thank you very much.